0: A, uh, an essay that I really liked from uh, from early on in the Substack uh, was kind of about uh, the ways that uh, that racial justice arguments play out, you know, in um, in the uh, in the U.S. Uh, and uh, and the ways that like that sort of goes back, you know, what, like the interplay between um, kind of symbolic gestures about this stuff and uh, and substance the essay is called uh i think it was just perhaps we can't do both yeah
1: yeah i mean what the you know the um uh the that was uh, was a week that was where the, the race conversation was dominated by the treatment of Meghan Markle in the british royal family and uh i just found it um so, so amazing that a movement that was not started by but which was kickstarted by or, or was was so propelled by uh the murder of um a i you know i guess lower middle class or or working class uh black men on the streets of uh, in minnesota um that we now are spending our time talking about a woman who it's absolutely someone who who suffers under prejudice and racism, racism because everybody uh, who's black does. And I totally acknowledge that, and that sucks. But she's um, among the wealthiest human beings on Earth. She's certainly among the, the, the most famous human beings on Earth, one of the most influential. Um, in terms of her safety and security and overall quality of life, she's someone who is doing as well as, you know, she's easily in the top, like, 0.1 percent of the human species, right? Um, and yet, the, our our racial dialogue was just captured by this story. And one of the things that I try to uh, always say is, you know, people talk as though we do not have such a thing as like an economy of attention, or that as if attention and energy and and uh, uh, sort of psychic, you know, power that's being expended on these things that these are limitless resources and they're not, right? When we are covering one thing, we're not covering another. Um, the number one, you know, you know, racism and white supremacy are big and multifaceted, and have lots of different components. But like, the, if you say like the biggest thing that separates black and white people in terms of like the average black person uh, and what and sort of how it impacts what's impacts their life the most, it's the black-white uh, income gap or wealth gap, right? It is the economic difference between these right. two races
0: that gap yeah I, mean, <laughs> I think just just to just to interject i mean george floyd was uh uh was murdered after the cops were called on him you know because he was trying to uh to, to pass a bad 20 yeah. uh you know to uh, at like a uh, at, at a convenience store i think shortly after being uh, being laid off yeah. uh you know so i mean that you know like that one detail you know like like does paint a little bit of a picture by itself yeah. And
1: I think that um, and that's, you know, and it touches every every black person. Right. Like it, um, it is true that that there is a disproportionate number of black people who live in urban centers where there there's high uh, crime, uh, higher uh, drug use and more violence from the police. That's true. But there's also, you know, millions upon millions of black Americans who are lower middle class or middle class who uh, don't live in those environments and for whom those problems are not everyday issues, but yet who still suffer under the black white wealth gap because they simply have fewer resources. Um, You can go days on Twitter with a timeline full of people who talk about racial issues without anyone using the phrase black white wealth gap, right? It just doesn't get talked about. And, you know, Meghan Markle over that issue to me is a uh, indication of the brokenness of our racial conversation. The other thing is, you know, um, if Meghan Markle, I mean, the, one of the things that developed in this conversation was, you could not talk about Meghan Markle as anything other than the someone who faced the full force of racism, right? In other words, saying something like, Yes, it's terrible that she's being that people are expressing prejudice against her, but uh, you know she's very wealthy. She's literally part of dynastic royalty now. You know, like um, those details were were very explicitly denied and said that that's racist if you say that. The question that we have to ask ourselves is: if someone in Meghan Markle's position cannot be said to have been rescued more or less from the the force of racism what hope do we have for 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 it at all right Right. if a person who's that wealthy who is that powerful that influential that famous who is in the british royal family if that's someone we have to look at and we can only define her through her her oppression as a racialized figure then we should just give up right because i don't care how you know how generous the reparations are going to be if we can get the, if we can get a bill like that passed um they're not going to bring the average black person to the status of meghan markle and i think that just speaks to this nihilism about race that we've uh developed which is that like if you acknowledge that progress is possible and that some people are more or less some black people are more or less victimized by re- by racism um that scene is like not being taking it seriously enough but what it really means is that you're saying there's no hope, right? Because most black people are never going to be Meghan Markle, and if it if what she's got is not good enough, then I don't know what good enough could possibly be.
0: Yeah, right. Absolutely. And and it's also, I mean, even, um, I mean, you can separate out some of what people mean by you know systemic or structural racism, which are sometimes uh frustr- frustratingly vague phrases like especially when I like now in the post-George Floyd movement when I hear like centrist Democrats using these phrases. I always really want to know what, what structures or systems you know that they're, they're thinking of, right? Certainly not capitalism, but um right. but um but like one thing you know that uh, that that it can mean is is just sort of uh, lasting disparities, you know, due to past oppression and, and discrimination. Uh, which you know which are certainly you know which are certainly solved by uh you know by redistribution, you know, of of, of wealth and you know and power. Uh and uh, whatever form that that takes, right? And you can have that whole sort of, you know, Tanahisi coast coats eight all free kind of debate about you know exactly how that the redistribution should happen, you know, whether it's racially targeted or, you know, through uh through universal programs. Uh but even if uh, even if what people are often talking about is is just prejudice in people's heads, uh, mm-hmm. which is sometimes explicitly what some people mean by structural racism—that's the uh, the P plus P definition: prejudice plus power—and mm-hmm. uh, it still seems like a pretty you know you don't want to speak too confidently about what would happen in the future, especially with like more diffuse cultural issues, but uh, certainly every society in which some kind of ethnic or religious or linguistic, you know, racial community is an impo, you know, has like that status of an impoverished underclass. It does seem pretty universal that people like tell themselves some sort of story about how they deserve it. Uh, so, so they don't have to, uh, to feel bad about it. So, I, I mean, I, I do, uh, you know, like I, I'm under no illusions that closing the, the black, white, you know, uh, wealth gap would be, uh, would completely eliminate the existence of racial prejudice, but um, but I think there are some historical precedents to think that you know even that would considerably you know reduce it you know like which which you know you don't have to reduce it to nothing in order to have made like considerable progress you know like anti-Semitism as we were just talking about still exists but nothing like. You right. know, like when my grandmother was growing up.
1: Right. The the, the prejudice endures, but the material conditions are different because uh, 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 Jewish Americans are some of the wealthiest uh, ethnic groups in the country. And uh, so they have the ability to secure uh, what they need for their material lives uh, to be safe, to be well fed, to be protected. And that's something that black people could have too.
0: This has been a free public preview of a patron exclusive episode of give them an argument to get the rest of this episode and every other patron exclusive episode, go to patreon.com slash Ben Burgess.